0: Who knows best for us? We do. Okay. That's number one. So who are the experts in our community? We are. Okay. So why, as experts, aren't we at the table helping with um, these pieces pieces of legislation? Mm -hmm. Because we are the expert. I can't come into the South Bronx and tell people what they need because I'm not from the South Mm -hmm. Bronx.
1: Welcome to Blue Dream Radio, the People's Cannabis Podcast, a weekly podcast giving communities of color a dose of the real deal in the cannabis industry. Learn with us, smoke with us, and join us as we bring truth to power.
2: What's up, Cannabis Culture, and welcome to a brand new episode of Blue Dream Radio. I'm your host, Freedom.
1: Hi, and this is L.E.G.,
2: And we're welcoming back Michelle Fields from the Mary Jane Consulting Group, our in-house lawyers. And we're going to talk about her experience in the past few months and what she's been up to in the past few months. We haven't had you on the show in a long time, so welcome back.
0: Well, um, thanks for having me back. And it's been busy for the both of us. We have been, you know... A, at a lot of expos together, yeah. you know, being disruptive, <laughs> you know, from Jamaica to the Be media loud. summit, you know, being disruptive, being heard, you know, um, flipping over tables. But um, <laughs> do what you got to do. Happy Friday, you guys! Like Jesus, like <laughs> yeah. dang, dang. Yes, <laughs> yes. Black Jesus. Like yes. <laughs> yeah, Jesus is
1: black. <laughs>
2: so before we get into it, can you, for the listeners that have that don't know who you are? Can you give us a little bit about your background, what you do,
0: and why you're interested in the cannabis industry? Wow. Okay. Um, I this is my third podcast with you guys, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying the platform as a cannabis curious, cannabis geek, cannabis attorney. Um, this is an amazing platform for me, especially um, being that I'm. Locally, um, at, at a lot of the expos, um, just came back from Jamaica, the Jamaican Expo, and really um, seeing what's going on in this new economy, this green economy, um, in the last couple months, okay. um, and then it has really defined my practice of GMP quality insurance, and really looking to help, you know, corporations and small you know, cannabis companies develop their seed programs, which is social equity and educational programs, as well as really helping bigger corporations with their corporate social responsibility. And when it comes to, you know, public health and safety, protecting the consumer and really ensuring that companies have their certificates of, you know, authenticity, Mm. um, ensuring that there's quality insurance in the areas of GMP.
2: So I, I do have a question about the, the COA because her mixed feelings about it from farmers, from people that sell the C B D, that they saying they tell me, uh, because I'm, you know, having this conversation with these people, um, that they shouldn't show the C O A, that they don't they, they shouldn't be required, that they don't wanna show it. That's that's their um, what they said to me. That's the... Uh, yeah, interest? Like, yeah.
0: It absolutely isn't, especially when you're dealing with medicinal products. Um, in terms of CBD, when you have a cannabis patient that goes into a dispensary, he or she is entitled to a COA. And the reason being is that you can have a patient that has a compromised immune system. Mm-hmm. And that patient needs to know what am I ingesting? Is it going to further compromise my immune system if it has you know, mold, fungus, metal, pesticides, mm-hmm. herbicides? So why shouldn't they be mandated?
2: That's true. And they should.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's for public protection. I think it's for public health. And I think it's a good um, best practices for all
1: um, cannabis companies to have a COA. Absolutely. Sure. And make sure that it's, it's actually put out in the open. So yes. I think what we've also heard is, yeah, we do it because we're mandated by the state to do it, but that's just for us to have and not for the consumer to have. Right. So,
0: It should be a part of your best practice. It should um, be a part of your ethical capitalism um, in regards to consumers and really providing A safe product, a quality quality. product, because we have so many adulterated products Mm. on the market. they're selling it in
2: in, in sicko. Right.
0: (laughs) And then you had the whole vaping crisis. Exactly. And my position is that all cutting agents should be, you know, barred, you know, should be illegal. You shouldn't have MCT. You shouldn't have um, vitamin E. And you definitely shouldn't have glycol in any of, you know, the vaping products. For sure. No cutting um, agents. Colorado has banned, you know, I think MCT or vitamin E in their cutting uh, in their vapes. And I think you know, I
1: should. I think it should be universal. So we're gonna go into the weeds with this one question, but I need to ask it for folks who don't know what. So what do you mean by a cutting agent? Something to just just make more more of the product go further. Is is that what you mean? No, the cutting agent is they, they use um
2: uh, something to to. To make it thinner. Thinner. And 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 just produce the, the actual C B D. Like the more you, you
0: the more soluble. Yeah. But what you gotta yeah, you understand know. vitamin E is not meant to be heated. Once it's heated is it becomes a toxin. Mm. You're not supposed to To vape it. Vape it, you know, and you know, inhale mm-hmm. it. And once it inhales, that's why you you had so many people with lung problems because mm. of you know, the vitamin E mm-hmm. and glycol. Glycol mm. is a laxative. It's used in a lot of um, car, it, it, you ignitions, know, ignitions.
1: It. So yeah. why would you want to inhale that? Inhale that? Yeah.
0: Mm. yeah,
1: the yeah. thing is it's like tobacco where you could put a whole bunch of yes garbage in, in there to mix up with the tobacco you know with nicotine and etc for, for cigarettes right, right. And,
2: and, and that's one of the things that they tell me is that why should I show the COA when um, uh, the state yeah. not, not the state but when uh, a, a liquor store don't have to show that when a pharmacy don't have to show that like they always say that why should we show our stuff when nobody else is showing
0: because you want to be better mm. and especially when you're talking about medicinal products Medicinal, medicinal cannabis you have a duty and an obligation to provide safe a safe um, quality product for sure. for
1: sure
0: and that's why you have the fda to ensure that
2: i mean i don't
1: trust the fda but that's i mean but yeah, the system. fda is is super like under uh, like under grossly understaffed grossly underfunded as well and it all depends on who on top is kind of pulling the strings but you're right it does serve its purpose and grossly
0: misinformed Yes, Um, definitely. Especially now, you know, their guidance on CBD. Yeah. Their new guidance is that now they're questioning, they're going to question the safety and the health benefits of the CBD now. Mm. And saying that it really has no, you know, medicinal purposes. That's That's what they they say. Wow. Yes. And these, you know, so that's where we are.
1: Mm. All right. So, we're going to put a hold on that. Let's get into our kind of quote of the day. Our kind of quote of the day is you, Michelle. <laughs> and it's taken from an article that you wrote uh, entitled The Green Brush in Jamaica, The New Economy of Cannabis Ganja. And it was published um, in in, uh, in a, a periodical called Where It's At.
2: From Brooklyn. It's um, it's in Brooklyn, Queens, Long Island. Yes. And what Their else?
0: publication um, It's a local... Um, caribbean um publication um yeah it has
1: readership all over the borough okay awesome. Awesome. so the quote goes as follows it's the herb used for medication meditation and intoxication but whatever you call it this herb it's an herb with great medicinal benefits these benefit and these benefits of ganja are creating the global green rush and I read that part of my global green rush. Like, we're we're here thinking small potatoes, thinking about, <laughs> oh, yes, the green rush in the United States. The idea of looking at cannabis as a global... And we, we, and we know experience. about it, I, but I just feel like we're so siloed. Like, oh, we're, we talked about Chile. We talked about just individual countries. But the idea of a global rush, like, that was just... So, yeah, talk to us a little bit about that and, and your experience.
0: Well the Canada expo was in september in jamaica in low bay it was a five-day expo amazing you know, speakers from all over the country from canada Colombia, um a lot of american speakers um and really are looking into the jamaican cannabis market mm-hmm. um how can the country become a global player um
2: when they associate ganja with right Jamaica, not America. only a
0: global player, but how can Jamaica, Africa, Lesotho, South Africa, Uganda, um, Ghana, hopefully, how can those countries become global players and provide not only a you know a raw product but a finished product that places them on this global cannabis market? And be one of the major players in this new economy. What was
2: the conversations like? How, what's, what's the role that Jamaica plays right now? Right on now, the, um, the
0: Jamaica is very um, unique because of the history of their indica, sativa. Not so much indica, but this, their sativa plant. Um, and them having the original strains in jamaica mm. and because of where jamaica is located mm-hmm. the climate um the fact that you there already have a history of you know land racers which are the original strains that people travel all over the world to, to look for <laughs> no because the sativa plant um is what a lot of hunters Mm -hmm. look for to Mm crossbreed and when they do find these plants in the seeds they come back to the us Mm -hmm. or they go to amsterdam and they create these really unique strains that are some of the top you know cannabis cup winners Mm -hmm. and
1: jamaica has been on the forefront of that Mm -hmm. yeah amazing yeah i mean in your article you talk about like you said the climate the climate being so unique so the fact that it has nine hours worth of sunlight and I'm, I'm sure it's actually twelve, probably um, yeah, even more. Twelve hours of
0: sunlight for
2: for for, for sun right. grown. That's that's perfect. Right. weather.
0: And then you have actual original growers. Mm. You have you know a Rastafarian, you know um, community that actual that have are original growers that know yeah. you know the land. They know how to grow. Um, they're more artisanal growers. Mm-hmm um outdoor growers and they know they know their plant. Yeah. And they have always been about the wellness of the plant. It's it's not about intoxication the whole, yeah. for them, it's about medication. Or yeah. I mean, meditation,
1: is. yeah. Just, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I mean we were talking to Vince a few a few weeks ago uh shut out a from, from, CBD Remedy. C B D remedy. And we were just talking about even growing your own being your own farmer and you know he said you know in order for you to be a good farmer your your first your first run your first two runs of the plant on the on the land is not going to be the best it's not going to produce the best stuff so i imagine jamaica's been doing it now not for one year two years you're talking about decades of really perfecting it right the knowledge is there it hasn't been extracted from that country yet so i can only imagine just like the quality and just Yeah, just just the depth of the knowledge that's there. Right. The quality is there, but just like any industry, the
0: original growers, the small farmers Mm -hmm. are being, you know, left out Mm -hmm. of this market because the license fees are high Um, for them to be compliant and pass inspection is costly. So they are being left out and also you're having a lot of foreign companies coming into the market and there is no mandate for those foreign companies to have a social equity provision or have some type of corporate social responsibility. For a country like Jamaica, even between one and five percent of your gross revenue goes a long way Mm -hmm. in regards to infrastructure, you know, investing in some of the poorest parishes, just reinvesting that money that that percentage not only of your or of your profit but the licensing fee so there's no scheme to really regenerate money back into the country like we see here in the US where we're fighting so hard for social equity programs when you have your own US government making 4.7 billion dollars between 2010 and 2017 off of this plant there's something wrong Mm. in regards to not wanting to provide reparations expungement ownership um and just visibility for criminalized communities in this industry
1: so in the conference since it was an international conference was there what was the conversation if at all about equity in those international spaces
0: well when I posed the equity question Mm. to
1: the Jamaican cannabis
0: corporation from Canada. Um, I posed the question to their CEO, what is your corporate social responsibility um, being a foreign corporation in Jamaica in regards to reinvesting back into the parishes? And she couldn't answer that question. Mm. And this was in a room full of maybe 200 and 300 people Wow and for you to be the CEO of a corporation in is Jamaican and you call it JMCC and you had no answer to that that to me was it shows the hypocrisy mm-hmm. it shows that there's no enforcement and There's no concern about how do we bring about change as a corporation.
2: How can we as a corporation make sure that the people that's most harmed, that if we come to this country, that we make sure that we reinvest the money that we make making from this country back into the country. like There's no and, conversation about
1: Yeah, that. and I think maybe not even about harm in a com- country like Jamaica, but more like these folks are giving their land. They're, yeah. You're extracting goods, knowledge from, from them. Right, right. And it's not being reinvested to help build up the land into the infrastructure. Into
0: the infrastructure, You know, creating a new labor market, mm-hmm. training, um, creating opportunities for everyone to be involved. For those that want to be involved in this industry, how do you go to that small farmer and say, hey, you know, I'm from JMCC. Um, I know you have been cultivating for a while. We're going to give you a stipend to help you, you know, bring your, your, your farm up to compliance. Um, we're going to help you to assist you in buying the necessary security, you know, equipment that you need to protect your land. We're going to help you with testing of your soil because one thing I did learn about Jamaica—they um, do have, you know, a lot of contamination with their soil. Mm-hmm. Um, they do, and, and that's a problem. So mm-hmm. you're going to have to have third-party testing mm-hmm. um, to make sure that. you know, the product is pesticide and herbicide-free. Is it legal
2: in Jamaica? Fully legal. illegal?
0: The cannabis plant? It's medicinal.
2: Only medicinal.
0: Only medicinal. Um, But they do have, you know, a similar decriminalization scheme, just like um, New York, um, which passed in August, that I guess if you have less than an ounce, it's no longer criminal; it becomes a summons. Okay. It No longer becomes a crime, and it's automatically expunged.
2: That's
1: awesome. So, going back to the soil contamination, I, th- I just think of it as almost like a remnant of like colonialism. So, how much of that is, you know, decades or centuries of 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 sugarcane or right. whatever stuff that's right. just been mass produced and just kills, ravages the land, and yes. just kind of leaves it completely like right. untillable. And folks are now using it now for for cannabis and having to deal with that, you know? Right.
0: So in in my um, attendance at, at the expo, I was able to meet the Westmoreland Rastafarian collective and learned a lot about the plant, the difference. How do I tell, you know, the difference between a sativa plant and the an indica plant you know what are you looking for you have a you know a thinner plant so that to me as an attorney is important because when I'm consulting with my clients I want them to know that you know I have the knowledge about the plant I'm just not here to help you with your SOR I'm not here to help you with the application that I'm you know invested just as much as you are in the industry
2: okay Okay. so how is the government actually dealing with companies coming into the into jamaica and and stealing the land i mean i'm gonna say and (laughs) taking the land they're not (laughs) they're not so what is their response um
0: it's about all the money who has the you know, it goes to the highest bidder. Yeah. But I think that they have a duty to protect the landowners, not only in Jamaica, but in every country, yeah. especially when you have a developing market. Mm-hmm. I think property owners, landowners, because you have to remember, land doesn't lose its value. No that's number it one gains it gains value. it gains and it will always retain this mm-hmm. value that's number one number two when you think of the Caribbean when you, you're thinking of prime you know property yes. mm-hmm. that's number two number three and people need to you know be given the market value for their property yeah. for cultivation and extraction if you're going to lease it or you're going to sell it to a cannabis country, company it should be um, a market value absolutely and Property owners need to be protected and educated in regards to, you know, how do I go about, How what does that look like when a cannabis company comes to me and say, Mr. Smith, I want to either lease or buy your land.
2: And then that's something, we always talk about generational wealth, and that's something that they're taking the wealth from these families that... Um, work so hard to 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 build the land that they are right. that, that they harvest from right. and then these companies come in and they buy them out and you know they lose that that generational wealth that they can create and leave behind and it's also so generational knowledge so yeah. how many of them are
1: farmers who, exactly yeah. that knowledge and is not that quantified. Knowledge. Yeah.
0: yeah exactly and the most important thing is just making sure that we have you know where where there's community engagement. Um, we're constantly, you know, educating our community in regards to, especially if you're going to cultivate, yeah. if you're going to sell or lease your land, how does that look? What do you need to know? Sit before or sit with an attorney to go over, you know, y- your contracts. You know, ask the question, understand the value, understand your birth, what you have. For sure. Before someone comes and like, you know, Miss John, I'm going to give you 10000 for your land. Not in jamaica not
1: anywhere and for someone who, who may not have the means in their mind it's this is great i get ten thousand dollars but right. it's the short term versus the long term exactly. so immediately i'll take the ten thousand dollars as a down payment to something larger or right. to uh, as a, a lease or whatever but it's, right. it's 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 always just yeah i right. want to go
2: back to the equity question right. so besides you in this conference nobody was talking about equity and how they're going to bring social responsibilities uh, to to Jamaica? They
0: were. Roz was there mm-hmm. um, from the minority. Um, For MCBA? Yes, she was there. Um, so you did have those that are already on the forefront panel discussions um, about social equity. But that's not what the conference was all about. It was about social equity. It was about global opportunities Mm -hmm. um, in this um, industry. You know, really talking to those investors, foreign investors, um, talking about the medicinal benefits of um, this plant. You had some, you know, great panelists, doctors, um, um, geneticists that were on these panel discussions. You had um, some amazing um, Michelle Dumas Mm -hmm. Um, a patient advocate out okay. of, out of Arizona, um, and so you had you know some some amazing panelists just bringing a wealth of information to the attendees at the Canada Expo.
1: Can we pivot to the national discussions? Are yes. is there anything else you want to talk about this before we move to national? Yeah.
0: I really I'm, I'm excited about Lusoto South Africa. Mm-hmm. I think hmm. they have one of the strongest developing market markets in regards to their regulations. Their regs are very GMP, which is EU GMP, which is good in manufacturing processes, meaning that that's the standard in regards to quality insurance. Okay. If you're going to, on a global level, if you're going to export medicinal cannabis products in the EU, Australia, Japan you're gonna have to have EU GMP um, qualifications. Okay. And that is just like the gold standard. Okay. And that's global? Gold and that's standard. global. And okay. that's gonna be the global standard, I believe, you know, once the markets, we have more markets opening up, okay. even with the US. And, and, and that's a global, it's more, if you want to, you know, know more about it, it's like medicine, how the FDA controls the the quality assurance of medicine here, that's similar to EU GMP. Okay, okay.
2: So while other countries in Africa are um, taking advantage of the opportunities in the global market...
0: Right now, Lusuto is where, I mean, I'm excited because their regs are very strong um, as far as really demanding GMP... Um, compliance environmental protection yeah. um, Lesotho um, if you don't know um, is one of the countries that has the best you know um, soil for growing Okay, cultivation it's like prime um, you have a lot of Canadian and Israeli companies already they have 10 licenses already and they're all Canadian or Israeli that's crazy Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Yes,
2: and well, you know the, the the population in Lusoto? It's
0: very small. It's landlocked between South Africa and Zimbabwe. It's okay. very small. So um, the
2: people in in that country is not reaping the benefits.
0: Um, from what I learned from someone that's from whose family is from Lusoto, no, they're not, and they're licensing. And you get a 10-year license in Lesotho. Oh wow. It's a 10 year license. And it, I mean, the quality of their soil is uncontaminated. Um, it's a great area. The, the sunlight, everything is, is in a great area for cultivation.
2: Like Akon like said, we need to invest in Africa. So any of the listeners, any of my people out there listening, please go back and reinvest in the land that gave us life. Because we cannot allow people to go and take all the minerals like they've been doing, like for years, for years, they're just stealing the minerals, stealing the land, right? And we need to take it back.
0: And another thing about a lot of people don't know that Nigeria has like a billion dollar unregulated cannabis market. Mm. I mean, it's billion, like, but they won't legalize it. I mean, it's under the black. I mean, I think it's like ten. It's up there. It's like five billion. It's a lot. Wow. So just imagine if they were able to really exploit it, develop it, what Nigeria could do with that money in regards to the infrastructure. Kick out, kick out all those oil companies yeah. and have having right oil. in regards to you know bringing people up to livable wages. wages eradicate in poverty mm-hmm. and you Disease, have some more of the education you know poorest people in Nigeria so just imagine if you can turn if you can take that billion billion plus dollar cannabis industry how many lives
2: could be saved
1: you change certainly and certainly for this country as well right yeah the amount of money that you had said 4.7 billion dollars from 2010 to 2017 in the United States so much. Four point
0: seven billion dollars. Now take that four point seven billion dollars and provide free, you know, education for college.
1: your college for your college students. You could start off with just infrastructure. Like everything's falling apart. Us here in New York, Flint, Michigan, I, I, don't have no.
2: Still has no right. clean water. New York, right. New, Jersey. New Jersey still right. has no clean water. Jackson, exactly.
1: Mississippi. Like there's exactly. so many places where there's no clean water. There's uh, like issues with with transportation. Our our, our bridges are crumbling. Exactly. Our pe- the trains are just literally derailing. Apart. So yes. if infrastructure goes back in, just into infrastructure, the jobs that creates, since they're always right. talking about jobs, that'll just lift up the company, the company, the the country completely.
0: Four point seven million dollars. That is more than the Knicks. Billion, mix, not million. Billion, billion, billion. <laughs> Let me get the right Billion. 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 seven billion. That's more than the Knicks.
2: And that's mm-hmm. a big that's an old franchise.
0: And the Knicks is the Knicks is valued at less than four billion. Mm. And the US government made four point seven billion.
2: Well, only thirty two states being legalized. 33. 33. Yes. Yes. In thirty three. Thirty three, yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. So yes, so national, so international sounds very exciting. By the way, yes, it is.
0: It is. Just had the Kenex Expo in Cape Town. Yes, but it's more. It was more, more talking about genetics Mm -hmm. um, and more the medicinal um, products and like follows. I think you know
1: those guys, the More Act. So we talked a little bit about it in our last podcast, or was it last week? The last two weeks ago. And talk to us about it. Do you love it? Do you hate it? What can be improved? What wow. I don't hate it. Okay. How detailed did you guys go into? Because I don't want to repeat myself. No, I think your I think your lens is always necessary and okay. welcome. Right. So
0: I think the marijuana opportunity Re- reinvestment expungement act, what I see I don't have a problem with it, but I think as far as the five dollars or five percent not mm-hmm. dollars for five percent it's not enough mm-hmm. i think that it should be more number one um and i think that when you're talking about who determines who determined that amount yeah for sure Lobbyists. Who determined that that was sufficient mm-hmm. and who's going to be on this cannabis who's going to be on the cannabis justice committee. Yes. What is that? Is it going to include cannabis based organizations? Mm -hmm. Especially advocates, advocates, social equity organizations, people that's already on the you know, front line, such as the Brothers and Sisters out in California, Mm -hmm. is are they going to be included? Yeah. I mean, in
1: this commission? And what I read, it's that that commission lives under the Department of Justice. Yeah. Right. So are you talking about DOJ, DOJ level attorneys who are going to be sitting on that, who have been prosecuting people for. Of color? For, for, centuries, for centuries, for decades, I should say.
0: But, but no, but the Cannabis Justice Office is going to levy control yes. that 5%. Okay. Who's going to be a part of that office? Mm-hmm.
2: Who's going to appoint them? And
0: who's going to appoint them? And who's going to determine where that money goes To in the different states? That's what I want to know. Mm -hmm. And
2: how it gets distributed. Like, who's going to get what?
0: Right. How's that going to be determined? What I do like about it is that at at this time, there's no federal expungement for cannabis convictions. Mm -hmm. It's only on a state level. However... The opt-out provision is problematic for me. Could you talk about that? So, even... Okay, the more, you know, pass in the ju- judiciary...
1: Get it right. Still, people, let's say that... If, where it passed? And the and the, and the House of Representatives, their judiciary committee. The, judiciary not, It's not law yet. So people start smoking
2: in the streets. It's <laughs> not law yet.
0: It's going to be a battle. Yes. Because now it has to go to That's the full house... And then Republican control Senate. And that's where I believe that it's going to have some issues. Mm -hmm. But go back to the opt out part. So the opt out, even though if if it passes, states can still opt out of legalization and expungement. Mm. And states are opting out anyway, even with in Michigan and California. People don't know that it's a lot of counties in California that has opted out. Absolutely. And it's not just five, three. It's. A, a, a substantial, substantial number of
1: accountants that have opted out now. If from you full opt legalization. Out, and I wonder if it, in, if you know the answer to this. So, if you are an accountant who opts out of legalization in Cali- in the state of California, does that mean that you're also precluding or excluding yourself from those monies that come in the or? tax
2: revenues from the state?
1: But that goes to the state. I don't know
0: how the state is then yeah, going they distribute. to distribute that money mm-hmm. to the counties. Yeah. So I think that should be it. That's, that's a good question. That's yeah. a good question yeah. that it's, you can put before. So
1: if you opt out, that means your county gets none, none, none of this federal money, money yeah. Yeah. at all. Absolutely. Do you know, and then talking about, I, in my mind, I'm like, any money is great great money. Right. But that's also very small thinking in terms of the amount of, of money that would be used for taxes. How much money do you know is taxed on cigarettes? I know that's what they use right now. Like in New York, for example, the tax on cigarettes is so high in order to push push people away from smoking. From smoking. But it hasn't. It's not a deterrent. No. no. People are
0: going to... It went from...
1: They're going to smoke it anyway.
0: I think it's $15 a yeah. pack. Yeah, it it yeah. could be $20. They're still going to... Absolutely. Because that, that addiction is there. Um, I do... I could tell you right now, because of 280E... Cannabis co- um, companies currently are being taxed at seventy to ninety percent. Mm. Wow! And that's why Europe, the U.S. government has, you know, made four
1: point seven billion. billion dollars. So then that that's crazy. So then getting taxed at five percent would be, oh no, 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 the no, levy, the five percent levy, yeah. levy, it's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing.
2: Can you explain that to to our listeners? What the two eighty e
1: means that you
0: have no deductions whatsoever. Okay um in regards to your
1: cannabis business mm-hmm. so like an amazon gets crazy amounts of deductions yes um cannabis com- companies do not
0: but yeah. if you have the right tax attorney that can do apportionment um especially for um those you know money spent in regards to um just building out mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. business um then there is a possibility, Mm -hmm. but
1: you have to speak to, you know, a tax attorney about that. So within this, this cannabis committee or the commission, they also are the folks who also come up with those four different opportunity grants, um, that I read as well. Right. Do you know anything about that? Or could you talk a little bit more about just this commission and how it's going to work and, I know we have lots of questions. How they to gonna delegate so, what stuff.
0: basically the aim of the MORE Act is one, you're gonna have this cannabis justice committee that is going to control how to levy the five percent tax on Mar- marijuana states that are legal. Mm-hmm. That's only full, full, fully legal. That's number one. Also, the aim of the act is to allow the small business um, association to grant loans. And different um, grants for, you know, cannabis companies. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, they could not. Which is really good provision Absolutely. of the Moore Act. Yeah.
1: I mean, so many small businesses rely right. on loans from the sm- from Small right. Business right. Association.
0: What the MORE Act aims to do is to fully deschedule cannabis. Mm-hmm. That means that it's no longer going to be on the Federal Controlled Substances Act. That means that it's... N- no longer going to be looked at as a drug with no accepted medical use. Just,
1: um, and yes.
0: it's
2: going to give um, uh, uh, the government reasons to research the plant, right. which they're not doing right now. Right.
0: It's going to um, aim at really develop research and development, more research about the wellness of the plant. It also is going to allow for federal expungements of convictions and arrests. Okay. And I don't know how far are they going to grandfather th- those convictions, but they should. And that's the, um, and
2: that's one of the issues that I have. Is like how back are they going to go? Exactly. And how big the amount? Like, right. What kind of amount are you talking about? Because one ounce, and then somebody's doing is doing time because they had two kilos, and then carry leave cure leave is selling ten kilos. Like,
0: but that's but i think federal conviction when you talk about federal convictions you're talking about when people are you know trafficking she, yeah. you're when we're not talking about just someone Small with a, with like a gram or ounce you're talking about kilos you're talking about trafficking yeah but you're talking about international pure is trafficking right? but you Legally. know But, but, but they have a license to do that, Mm -hmm. you know, and to be fair, you know, and it's not, and and they don't sell the actual, but they sell cannabis, CBD, concentrates, but you cannot go into a cure leaf and get OG Kush Mm. or get purple, Jungle Brother, you can't get the flower, but now they do have the pods. Which is like the, the Keith. Yeah, but so it's, that's they do. They just started that a month ago. Yeah,
1: how it, and according to to the way that the, the the this bill is written. So how does so we're talking about folks who are already out. How about those who are currently incarcerated, for minor per, possession. for for possession period, and, and then maybe it was just my interpretation of when I read the 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 bills and like some of the highlights around it. It said that that it would reduce their. Reduce their, their sentences.
0: sentences. Well, that's where where the First Step Act comes in, which is already in effect now. Um, the first um, Van Jones um, authored the First Step Act, and a lot of um, those federal prisoners that were sentenced to <laughs> life for you know um, drug convictions yeah. are now now being released, which is really good. So you st- you have the First Step Act. I think the more it's important because it the the, the scheduling part of mm-hmm. this act in getting cannabis off of the schedule one.
1: Could more uh could more and the Safe Banking Act come in at the same time? Is it one or the other? It could and I hope it does.
2: Well how do you feel about the Safe Banking
0: Act? How do you feel about that? I think it I I Think it needs to pass because this market, this industry is capital intensive. Um, you, ha- I mean, and it's unfair to those that are um, legal cannabis companies that they can't bank mm-hmm. and and they have no protection.
2: And my only issue with the bill is that they don't have like an actual social equity um, program for banks to make sure that they are. Providing monies to those uh, entrepreneurs from our communities, small businesses, women-owned businesses. The only thing that they have in the in the Safe Banking Act is that they're gonna do research of how the banking is lending monies to those to those people. Not that they're gonna put aside money to give to those entities, but they're gonna do research. And I'm tired of people doing research. They know we need the freaking money. <laughs> right. They know we right. need the money to right. make this. To to, for for us to become entrepreneurs because we don't have uh, a trust fund to go and and spend on a cannabis business. So we need money. And in those loans, how are the interest rates for those loans that we are getting?
0: So So, I don't (coughs) even think there should be loans, especially for those that have been impacted. There should be grants. That's number one. Uh, Number two, if you look at... The industry now. You look what's happening in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. How is there a level playing field when you have certain stakeholders that are you know taking bribes in order to get you know community you know approval as a part of their petition? How can we you know compete when there's you know there's there our people are being undercut? Mm-hmm. You know who has additional twenty to forty thousand for community approval community board approval who has that so look at the Massachusetts um, case I think um, one of the, the youngest mayor there you know charged with taking bribes mm-hmm. how can we I mean where's the level playing field there
2: mm-hmm. I mean in, right now in, in Michigan i mean, in Chicago I saw there's a picture floating and the internet, uh, they open their first hearings for people that want to get licensing, and, and the whole room white. is white. White. So how are you talking about that? You could, that it's the most progressive bill on that equity, yeah. on equity that have, we have seen pass in, in the United States, and then you open in the, the 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 first meeting that you have about this is a room full of white people.
0: But what is our responsibility as our you know, as a community? you know our representatives who are who who are at the table you need to bring us to the table as mm-hmm. well i'm pretty sure if you went into certain communities in chicago th- th- there are, there's a lot of money in our communities mm-hmm. but if you don't know how are you going to participate if you don't if someone is not stop telling us how to do it tell us show us how to do it
2: like bring, bring us the, like the information is out right. there. Right. just don't
0: right. Want and us that, to have it. Teach us how to
1: fish, basically. Yeah. 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 That
0: goes back to corporate social responsibility yeah. and that goes back to develop and see programs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're going to, you know, demand representation and be inclusive.
2: So I just think that people just need to get on the, on the phones, call your politicians and Get on the buses. Um, in participate. January, February, participate. Participate. You
0: know, normal um, women You know, grow, become an, an MC, advocate. Yeah, MCBA. You know, demand that you know your cure leaf. You know, comes come into your community and do you know a you know community event. You know, tell us how do we go about you know obtaining a medical cannabis card.
2: What press does a doctor. That look like mm-hmm. press the doctor. You know.
0: Um, what are the qualifying conditions? Well, yeah. PTSD is one of them, and, and I think every Everybody. Black and Latino person is qualified. Suffer that again, We suffer from PTSD. so you know
2: anxiety every day. Exactly. Every time we walk so out, we out of the all, door, that
0: whole criminal, the whole criminalized community is qualified. Mm-hmm. That's a qualifying condition, and, and
2: we shouldn't be paying a hundred dollars to get a license. I mean, our, our medical costs. I'm just saying. Exactly. We shouldn't pay for it.
0: I no, not not No. We
2: shouldn't pay for that. But
0: then you also... And, you know, in the southern states for our, you know, brothers and sisters that are legal gun license holders, Holders, it's hard for them, you know, do I keep my gun license or do I get my
1: medical cannabis card? So let's go over that again. I don't know if folks remember that from from previous episodes, that you can't be... You can't hold... You can't hold and carry a gun. In some states. In some states.
0: So... Um, and this has been a hot topic lately on Twitter, and I'm surprised. i of like um, this has been going on. This is this is a discussion that we had earlier during the summer, and I think we need to have a continuous discussion about it because if you have your gun license in some states, um, I could tell you South Carolina, if you have or if you're a licensed gun owner, and if you apply for your me- medical cannabis license. They're going to send your information to ATF. Mm -hmm. It's going to be registered and you're going to have to give up either your card or your license. You can't have both. Now Philly does not, you know, report. So states can't opt out from reporting. Mm -hmm. Pennsylvania does not report.
2: That's why the legacy market will never go away.
0: Right. So Pennsylvania does not report to ATF. They don't have to, but some,
1: you know, so you... you, I buy from the streets. Then again, I I think it's so comical (laughs) that you can't hold a gun license and (laughs) marijuana, yet you can... Drink alcohol. No, not even that. It's like, but the crazies who have (laughs) access to guns, who are shooting up schools and et cetera, can have guns and...
2: Alcohol and prescription pills (laughs) and... All that crazy right, stuff.
1: but you you
0: can go to the liquor store and you have a gun
1: license. Yeah, you can yeah. right. and, store and with what your kind gun. of damage can Depending you do with
2: when you're right. drunk with a gun? Right,
0: right. <laughs> That's a huge conversation now in Twitterverse. Like, I can't believe I can not own a gun and have my medical cannabis license. So people, uh, you know, just like in disbelief. But then another topic as well. I think it was an article in Chicago where people are unaware because it's still illegal federally if you're if you live in federal housing yeah. that is it impacts you greatly because if you are arrested or convicted for marijuana possession
1: that leads to exclusion or eviction yeah. and that's something that the mora act is seeking to do as well is that once that's part of Part of the bill itself, it's your, you'll get your record expunged, but you also have the ability to have right. housing. Go, go use those government benefits. So
0: the MORE Act will make it legal federally. That means that it's no longer a Schedule One. You don't have no to worry about your guns. no longer Under Control Substance Act.
2: And you don't have to worry about losing
1: your gun. Um I, I don't know, because that would be yeah, like a state to state, that's though, at 18, right?
0: Yeah, and then you have to remember... The state states can
1: opt out. Yeah. So state to state.
0: So it's not, you know, it's not saying that every state has to comply.
1: Okay. You have a right to opt out. All right. Mm-hmm. So. All right. So talking about states, can we move to our last, our last topic? Yeah. Our <laughs> <laughs> last segment. Our last segment. So Murda. So we're now taping. This, this is December of 2019 get on the bus
2: in January February
1: January February New York everyone's talking about murder passing 2020 has to be the year in which murder passes is all this stuff that's happening nationally in terms of of, of of elections that are happening talk to us about murder how do we make it happen an election
2: is happening locally too
1: how do we make murder happen how do we improve it if at all so that way we can actually get it passed and what do we need to do in order to make it sure that's passed here in the state
0: I think what a lot of you know the community based organizations are doing now, I think we need to increase community engagement. Thank you. Um that's number one. Number two, there needs even before, you know, it's put forth back on the table, I think there needs to be we need to be tapping into these criminalized communities. Mm-hmm. You know, power comes in numbers. Mm-hmm. And I think the more people that we have to support us that can advocate, um, I think there's a lot of organizations already on the floor. Yes.
2: Woke Women of Color Canada. Yes. yes. Um, there's a lot of people out there. Yes. Drug Policy Alliance. Yes. Um, there's a lot of people. So doing get the work.
0: involved.
2: Blue Dream Radio. Get
0: mm-hmm. involved.
2: The Marriage you and know. Consulting Group.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, if I'm here in the country, but I'm going to support, like, I'm there, you know, if I have to get on a bus, I'm willing to get on the bus if I'm here. Um, but I think it's important that we are having the discussions um in South Jamaica, in the South Bronx, in Far Rockaway, in East New York, Brownsville. The projects um in yeah. those criminalized communities because even with you know, New York um passing the marijuana decriminalization act. In August, that went into effect. in
2: 1977, again, it was decriminalized, but that's a different conversation.
0: Right, that's a whole different conversation (laughs) because there's still increased, I mean, in South Jamaica, in the 113th, in those precincts areas, they're still, you know, making arrests. In Staten Island, in Staple Hill, they're still making arrests.
2: What I heard was that it's up to the police officer. it's like it's up to their
0: discretion to arrest you on that. If you have cannabis possession, that's what that's what people are. First saying. of all, I think they need better training. I mean, yeah, and because you guys don't know the difference between hemp and um, cannabis, okay. That's number one, <laughs> and number two, it's just they is is from the DAs to everyone to FedEx.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: there needs to be exemption for these multi-state
1: operators, it, and there probably is in regards to their transportation of their. Product. You know, what's interesting about that is that. Um, there's, a, or, there's a, a company out west, out in Oregon. It's one of like two or three who in the entire country have the ability to actually um, send mm-hmm. hemp. You're going to put a plug to Triplane? That's a Triplane Jane. Yes. <laughs> triplane Jane out, <laughs> out in Oregon. Yeah. And they're one of very, very few companies throughout the entire country that has the ability to ship hemp nationally. It's like I think they they said one that they have like a special a special exemption. exemption with Yes but with UPS specifically with UPS yes. and with the US Postal Service. Right. But that's yeah. it. And it's like but the exemption is they have the ability to go in, check everything, test it, do whatever they need to do, right. hold those packages for as long as they need to. Right. But it's how many hemp uh, growers are there throughout the I entire mean, country, and that there's only you know this. I'm small give you, group. But he was talking yeah. about,
2: but what you were talking about the Green Angel CBD that they seized mm-hmm. their all their right. product, and they were like posing right with the product. The police officers saying that they caught that they got weed when it was hemp, right. and now like NYC Normal is asking people to talk to their to their respective council members to let them know that they need their stuff back because they don't right. want to give them their stuff back. Right, so it then
0: is. there's, I mean, there's a hearing for that for a forfeiture hearing, mm-hmm. you know, and you just be be prepared for the forfeiture hearing, you know. When you is can, that? I don't know when. Um, you have to check when normal I in will. regards to when they're going to have have that hearing, um, because they're entitled to one. Um, because that's a due process, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And number two, then you bring in your lab analysis, you bring in the fact that you do have a state license as a multi-state operator. And it's very important for your in-house counsel um, to establish those exemptions with your carriers in regards to the transportation of your products.
2: For sure. Yeah,
0: because if I know if, you know, doctor, genetic doctors can fly from Canada to Jamaica with an exemption and with flour, then it's it, it can happen here as well. All right. Anything else about murder? Can you tell us again what the what that acronym is? The MURDA, which is Marijuana Regulation and Taxation Act. And you have the MORE, which is the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act. Awesome. Great. So they're kind
1: of but one is state and yes. the other
2: one is federal and
1: more is federal yeah. so again more will will change things on a federal level but states still have the ability to, to opt at, out which has always been their the murder prerogative. Is
2: new york state. right
1: murder is new
0: york state but however counties in new york state can still act out of murder mm. as well
2: yeah. Even New York Absolutely. City can opt out.
0: They can still yeah. opt out. Mm-hmm.
1: Upstate New York is going th- I'm telling you. Because That's, of the farms. It, I'm, yeah, they're just I mean, out.
2: farmers don't want to grow it. They say that it's, I mean, there's a lot of farmers, especially in Connecticut. Um, I did read an article that farmers don't think that it's going to be, they want to wait to see if, if hemp farm is going to be profitable. It is. They're it's still already waiting. there. In Connecticut is still there's,
0: waiting. It's already there. Like
2: I, I was working at a hemp farm. And they bought out some some uh some product from another farm. And then when I saw the farmer from the other farms he said, I'm glad I'm getting rid of this. I hate it. Right. So like there's some farmers that don't want to grow and they are pushing back um, for it to go legal, you know. Yeah. Fully. But I
1: think it's probably the the short term versus long term. Yeah. So they wanna see the money come in, pour in immediately and it's probably not well, no, that, that
2: one guy, he had a bad experience, I guess, right. with the plan. I hmm. think
0: with murder, murder is going to be um, very, you know, um, tight. Not tight. That's not the word I'm looking for. But in regards to the marketing, um, it's going to be a lot of restrictions. Um, under murder, you're not going to be able to sell, you know, gummy bears, in New York City, mm. or New York State, because of the attractive nuisance to, child. to children. Um, I think Letitia James is right now she has the whole law school, um, lawsuit against Juul because they're the marketing towards teens, yes. and that's going to be similar with the murder once it passes here. You're not going to be able to have billboard billboards within a certain distance of you know schools and you're not going to be able to sell gummy bears with murder you're also going to have to have community board and civic yes. um, which I um, think organizations which I think is good yes. um, I think it's a community in um, Chicago I just read a week ago and they made it clear if you're not from a, if you are not including us hiring us if you're not from our community, you're not going to open a dispensary That sounds here. wonderful. And a consumption that's, lounge That's where it should be. And so New York is going to, I mean, there's going to be a lot of restrictions yeah. um, really in regards to the protection of our, our children, um, protecting our communities. I know for certain if you're thinking about South Jamaica, which has some strong gatekeepers, you're going to have to be vested in our community in order to come in and do business. Even in, 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 even in,
2: in East Harlem, I know yes. that people are going to have to cater to the to the community boards before they open because right. they are very um, they have a very good stance on how they feel of people mm-hmm. coming in and gentrifying the community when it comes to the cannabis industry. Uh, shout out to Jaime Madre again. Right, so, um, right,
0: and I think that's important. Um, and also, the enforceability <laughs> under murder here in New York State is going to be the same as the enforceability of alcohol. Mm. Uh, and it's the same way that you know, you're not going to be able to have mm. a consumption lounge that sells that has an alcohol license, mm. or vice versa. So a restaurant that has a alcohol license is not going to be able to sell um, um, cannabis.
2: Cannabis that sucks.
0: Right. You. I mean, and that's just, it's the same way in California too. No. You cannot have both on because the same I, I
2: make a mean uh, <laughs> infused vodka.
0: Right. So you're not going to be able. You're to. You're not going to be able to do that. Have both. Oh, so man, either you're going to have your cannabis license or oh. your alcohol license.
1: That sucks. Right. So you can't, you know, have both for sure. You know, anything else about murder that you want to talk as we're wrapping up our um, um, our year? I think because we have the Democratic
0: representative from New York, who's the author, co-author of Moore. I think with his with the Moore Act and with his push, I think, you know, you're going to I think murder is on its way.
1: Some so big. Yeah. I'm,
0: I'm but but wait. I'm making but I'm I, I want to make certain that w- we are advocating um smartly and we are advocating for the benefit of the criminalized community. Mm-hmm. And it can't just be expungement, certainly. It has to be ownership. We it can't man. be loans. Let's, you know, generate the money back into our criminalized mm-hmm. communities. Um in, currently in Queens, there's the issue about busing. You know, yeah. um, in District 28, they don't want their children bused to, you know, um, say Bayside or South Jamaica mm-hmm. for diversity reasons. Why not with, um provide monies to those schools that are underperforming yeah. instead? I I believe in diversity too, but we need to put money in those
1: schools. That are underperforming in our boroughs, absolutely. And instead of shutting them down or shutting, shutting them it down, down and then rebuilding them to five and different busing, schools, and you know,
0: high performance schools, t- you know, to those schools for diversity. Because even if you bus, you know, those students that are doing well, they're not going to do well if you don't have the resources to continue, you know, that level of education they're already they already have in District Twenty. So. I'm not understanding that, but I hope the monies for murder, we can put, regenerate and reinvest back into our criminalized communities, our schools, you know, create training programs um, for those that are unemployed. I think it's a good way of re-entry for, uh, you know, those that have um, prior convictions and just making sure that those that have prior convictions, marijuana convictions, those expungements are done those case silence are done and i think that's the important part that i want to have to see to come out of murder
2: yeah and and i just want to reiterate what you said before was people need to get on the bus people need to get active people need to organize Uh, we cannot sit and wait for for it to to pass um the way we want it to pass just by sitting down but we need to make sure that we are out there we're organizing, um, organizing we're mobilizing. and mobilizing because that's the only way that we can put pressure on these politicians to do the right thing. Because it's cool that we can't put all these bills on the floor, but you know they get diluted, they get so washed down after they're revising and revising and revising and take stuff out and add things in that we got to make sure that the things that we want are not taken out of the bill um, before it happens. Let me ask
0: you this. Who knows best for us? We do. Okay, that's number one. So, who are the experts in our community? We are. Okay, so why, as experts, aren't we at the table helping with um, these pieces pieces of legislation? Mm -hmm. Because we are the expert. I can't come into the South Bronx and tell people what they need because I'm not from the South Mm -hmm. Bronx. I need the people in the South Bronx to tell me what do you need. How can I make you whole? What are your resources,
1: the the resources that you need? What are you lacking? No one is asking that. And these corporations are positioning themselves as the experts. And so they're the ones who are... And so even the idea around watering down of bills and et cetera, making those negotiations with those bills it's who is at the table to say this is this is where the the, the buck stops this is where our line is, this is right what we're, this is how this we're holding is we on line, yeah. right and i think that's what we need to also ensure it's i think um, on some level on the on looking at the short and the long term it's how do we make sure that this bill passes in a way that's meaningful but it's also um after the bill is passed how do we make sure that we are holding folks accountable that this after, after the bill is passed another bill isn't passed or another law is passed right. to change what has already been worked on that we took so long for us to work on right. as well.
0: It needs to have
1: impact. Yes. It needs
0: to have social impact.
1: It needs to bring about change.
0: It needs to bring about a more participatory community where people feel a part of this new economy. Right now, you can't continue to arrest us. You can't continue to lock us up. While, you may, while your government government makes $4.7 billion in one, in, off of this industry. Yeah.
2: And by 2021, they said it's going to be seven, seven, $77 billion, So, Right. That's a huge right. chunk. A, a huge amount right. in a year. Right. You know that's what I'm saying? Huge. So, remember, educate, agitate, and organize. Right. The pillars of any campaign that you want to win, yes. anything that you want to do, that's the pillars of, of community and social
1: equity. And stay informed. And stay informed. You know? So... Take us home. Thanks, Michelle, and the Mary Jean Consultant Group. You're amazing, and we appreciate your insight and knowledge. Read some of Freedom's thoughts and plans for cannabis legalization in 2020 at our guest blog feature on Connoisseur Magazine at connoisseurmagazine.com.mx. We have new sponsors this week, Oaksterdam University. Check out our show notes for a special promo code and sign up to cultivate your cannabis knowledge. We're signing off for this season. Thank you, dear listener, for your support. Season two is going to be a real dope one. Are you enjoying this podcast? High, if you haven't done so already, rate us. Your voice matters and gets us in front of new listeners every single day. Have a great weekend. Peace. Run your fingers down my
0: spine. Elevation. Your medication makes me happy. I'm better than a
1: sativa. Well, you've been nice to meet you. Let it be so long now you. Obsessed with
2: your features. You got all different flavors, you got that loud beat speakers, your best friend Keisha.